Hello and welcome to Inside Music, episode number 145. I'm your host, James Shotwell, and on this episode of the show, we have a guest that many of you have been requesting for months. My friend Eric Egan is the founding member and vocalist for the group Heart Attack Man, who hail from Cleveland, Ohio, and are currently signed to Triple Crown Records. In 2017, Heart Attack Man released their debut album, The Manson Family, and in 2019, they will follow it up with a new record entitled Fake Blood that is due to arrive in April. Eric and I have been interacting on Twitter for the last few months, and if you follow Holics or Holics Daily online, then you've no doubt seen my articles about the way he approaches marketing. It's a very personal and engaging way to sell a group, and most importantly, he's rarely selling anything at all. Eric has this unique personality that makes people want to know more about what he's doing and more specifically what Heart Attack Man is doing without having to come on to a camera or into a Twitter feed and say, here's my music, here's this thing you should buy, go buy this, and so on. Eric came on the show to tell me a little bit about Fake Blood as well as his approach to marketing and along the way we talk about a few other things as well, but the real takeaway here is that this is probably one of the nicest people we've ever had on the show. Eric is both hilarious and self-effacing and really everything that you could hope he could be. And if you've ever seen his videos or his content online, then that is pretty much the guy you're going to hear on this podcast. You can find Heart Attack Man online by going to Heart Attack Main on Twitter. That's Heart Attack Man with an E at the end. Or Heart Attack Mon on Instagram. That's Heart Attack Man, but instead of an A at the end, it's an O. And I guess I really don't know what else to say about this episode. I'm really happy with how it turned out, and it's something that, like I said, has been in the makings for a while now. I have had the great fortune to hear a little bit of fake blood, and it it lives up to the expectations that people have placed upon the band. It also ushers in a new era for Heart Attack Man. The group's sound is somewhere in the middle of a whole bunch of different things. There are a few influences that kind of almost feel like early Weezer, but there's this grungy, tough, borderline chaotic sense to the whole proceedings that you really can't pin down. Songs explode out of nowhere and only to reassemble before exploding all over again. And then other tracks run under two minutes in length and some other songs feel like a ballad set to electric guitars. It's, it's a whole lot, but somehow through it all, Eric finds a way to bring it all together in a way that makes sense and flows beautifully. But like I said at the top of this podcast, we only spend a little bit of time talking about fake blood because most people will not be able to hear the album for several months. We do, however, discuss the rollout of the record, when singles are expected, when tour announcements are expected, and everything else you would hope to hear from a promotional podcast. Outside of that, and this is where it gets good, we spend a lot of time talking about authenticity. I only started listening to Heart Attack Man in November 2018 after seeing some of the band's posts on social media and really finding myself enjoying them. I had no idea who they were, what they sounded like, or anything like that, but I knew that the content they were creating was original and funny, and I just wanted to know more, which inevitably led me to seek out their music, which I also happened to love. I talked to Eric a little bit about that, and I've talked to him about it in the past. Heck, I've even written about it, and here we get into the nitty-gritty of how it all comes together. From what I can tell, through everything he does, Eric is trying to do nothing more than be himself. He's not following trends on social media. He's not following guides on marketing your band. He's not doing anything like jumping on bandwagons or you know, regurgitating content in his own voice. All he's doing is being himself, and for whatever reason, that is connecting with a great amount of people. And I think if you speak to all popular artists, at least those that don't have a gigantic marketing machine behind them, 
Those that find success in the DIY market do so because they're able to tap into something within themselves that we all relate to in some way. In the case of Heart Attack Man, that happens to be something that is brutally honest about struggles in life, but also very silly. There's a lot of really funny stuff that Eric does, and somehow he makes it all come together in a meaningful way that makes people want to know more, that makes people want to get to know him more, and that ultimately leads to more success for Heart Attack Man. Before we can get to all this, of course, I have to tell you a few quick things. First and foremost, this episode of Inside Music and all episodes of Inside Music are brought to you by Holix, the music industry's premier promotional distribution company. Now, what that means is that Holix works with record labels, management, publicists, and independent artists from all over the world to share new and unreleased music without fear of piracy. To learn how they do this and to join the likes of Heart Attack Man, Blink-182, Chance the Rapper, Metallica, and thousands of other artists who use the service in their daily lives, visit holix.com. That's H-A-U-L-I-X.com. If you visit the site and you sign up today, you'll gain a free 30-day trial. Cancel before the month is over and you won't be charged a dime. So once again, that's holix.com. H-A-U-L-I-X.com. I also want to encourage you to follow Holix on Twitter. Their handle is at Holix. Once more, one more time, H-A-U-L-I-X. There you can find updates on the show, as well as editorials and news related to the music industry. Finally, this episode of Inside Music and all episodes of the show are now available on our brand new YouTube channel. Just go to YouTube and type in Inside Music or Music Biz 101, that's biz with a Z, B-I-Z, and you will find every episode of the show as well as exclusive video essays on a wide range of topics, including the marketing genius of Heart Attack Man. And that's a clip I'm really proud of. We take a look at some of the band's most popular social media posts and break down what makes them so successful. So again, go on YouTube, search Inside Music or Music Biz 101, and you'll get there. Last, last thing, the final thing, if I already said that once before, is that you check out Heart Attack Man. I don't care if you follow them online or if you stream their music. I would prefer you do both, but do one or the other because they're doing something really special right now, and I think you're going to want to be a part of this bandwagon because when Fake Blood comes out this April on Triple Crown Records, you're going to be late. You're going to be way too late to the party. So go out right now, find Heart Attack Man online, and engage with them. Listen to their music. Let their whole thing wash over you because it is wonderful and you're going to want to be a part of the party that is promoting this group. So check out Heart Attack Man. But right now, all I want you to do is sit back, relax, and enjoy my conversation with Eric. space heater right now i'm really not trying to do anything really trying to avoid going outside smart but, smart yeah really really nothing going on you told me the other day that you're recording a video this week and i hope you're not doing that outdoors in cleveland no we're, do we're we're doing it indoors in cleveland um and i think it should warm up a little bit um by this i I should warm up a little bit by this weekend, but, um, yeah, we're doing, we're doing that this weekend. And some of it, I think we, we have like our practice space and we're like sort of, uh, making use of that a little bit. And when we were there on uh Monday, 
we were having some problems actually with the heater. So hopefully, hopefully that's like, I don't know, the, the hopefully the, the building itself, like they get that fixed. Um, and it's not like painfully cold. That's good, man. And you're recording the, you're recording the video, making the video, I don't know, filming the video for the yeah. title track from fake blood, which is also the album opener, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Yes. What made you choose that yeah. song? Um, I don't like really, it was kind of, uh, a toss up between that and a couple other songs and listening to that one, I was just like, you know, I feel like this song just kind of seems like, I don't know, just felt the most like a single sort of like the lead single, I guess. And, uh, and you know, when we were talking about it, we were thinking, you know, maybe we could have a song like from later on the album be the f debut single or whatever. And then ultimately it just kind of boiled down to, we were like, let's just put our best foot forward and like put the song out that we feel like is, I don't know, just the one that we can all sort of mutually agree is the one that's, that we all feel the most comfortable premiering first. And that was the one. So it just ended up also being the title track and the first song on the album. Now, did the song title come first or the album title? The album title. So then you're writing the song and you're like this, I guess obviously it uses the term fake blood in it, but was it, did it feel like you were writing a song knowing full well, like this is going to be the quote unquote title track? I know some bands try to avoid that altogether. And I think it, for how you market this record so far, it seems like the perfect thing for you to do because you kind of lean into the fake blood thing so hard. Yeah, it's the, so this song, I actually originally, um, so I had the album title in mind and uh i had like a couple different album titles i was working with before but you know fake blood I, everything that we've done it's like i kind of like pour over things a couple times and really make sure i'm feeling what what we got but um but so i had the album title in mind and i wrote the title track but originally didn't uh I wasn't, it, I didn't have a name for it. And it wasn't, you know, like I started writing the song and then I was like, um, that was, that was like purely sort of by circumstance that it ended up being becoming the title track because I actually started writing the beginnings of that song before I had decided on the album name. But then when I wrote the lyrics for it much later, I wrote the lyrics when I was in jury duty. Um, in that like i had a, an original chorus in mind and the lyrics for it and i was like content with it but then i was like you know i want to mess around a little bit more and kind of see what else i can come up with and in that you know what these sort of ideas i was riffing off of the um sort of fake blood imagery and the idea of it kind of fit in perfectly with it and i was like oh okay this you know is sort of the perfect uh perfect vehicle for sort of introducing this image to the album so it you know just kind of fell into place of becoming uh the title track of the album but it also you know at that it also wasn't like forced like i was like oh, okay i need to need to somehow cram this in there make this uh make this the album the title track it just kind of fell into place 
It's always wonderful when stuff like that happens. Yeah. Now, do you guys have a release date figured out for this yet? Is it April, May, somewhere in there? April 19th, yes. April 19th. That's coming up so soon. So you must be, yeah. I guess, how soon until people out there in the world get a taste? Like, when are you actually going to drop Fake Blood? Do you know yet? The, the single. T- the title track yeah. is, uh, yeah, so that we're planning on early March. And uh, then. We're doing two singles. The first single would be early March. Follow-up single would be early April, with the rest of the album coming out, you know, mid, uh, mid April. And uh, yeah, so early March for the first single. Have you figured out what the second single is going to be yet? Yeah, it's uh, it's a song called "Out for Blood." So the blood theme is still very present. I uh, I've had uh, one. Of, I'm probably one of the few people that I've actually heard some of the record, and both those right, songs right. rip. I, I I love it. I if I had to guess, I would have guessed Alfred Blood or the one that I I keep coming back to is uh, I want to make sure I get the title right. Is it Cut My Losses? Yeah. Is that it? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. There's something about that song that perfectly hits like this weird, almost Weezer meets punk vibe i don't know there's something about it that i just keep coming back to i like the way that it explodes and kind of builds and then comes back inside and explodes once again if that makes thank you yeah no definitely um that song was actually the first song that fully came together on the album like i that was the first song that i wrote and the lyrics just sort of came out right away and you know i was like okay well this is a good good sort of starting point to have and uh just kind of built off that but yeah that one i was like you know i'm I'm really excited on that one but i never i never actually really thought of it uh in i never thought of it really as a single and you know some of our friends that we've uh shown the album to like i've had a couple other people tell me that they really like that song as well and think that it could be a single i was like really like you know i hadn't hadn't thought about it like that but i'm glad that you know that 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 song stands out maybe uh, a little more than I had thought. Cause, I mean, it's like I'm very happy with everything on the album, but like you know, obviously, naturally, with any album, even if it's you know banger after banger, it's like there's going to be songs that people gravitate to more. So it's like curious to see where where you know what those tracks end up being. And I think with this record, based on what I've heard, there's also, you, you have this way about writing songs, both lyrically and from a music standpoint, that there are even just elements of tracks that I think people will kind of gravitate towards. Like the thing that they'll talk about will be that, that one moment in that song. Like there's a, there's a track on the album that's like under two minutes long and it ends with, it ends in a very heavy way. And I think that that heavy, oh, yeah, yeah. That heavy moment at the end there is going to be something that people yeah, are like trying to describe. Yeah, low hanging fruit. <laughs> yeah, it's it made me giggle the first time, and like, and then the second or third time, I was just like bobbing my head, and I was like, "This is kind of sick. I don't know why it's here, but it's great." Yeah, that that song, I was like, um, I guess not to like, you know, delve too far into just being commentary on every exactly don't every track, that far. track on the album, but but that song was actually we when we recorded. Um, we originally were just going to do 10 songs and then we were like really uh really sort of just like on top of everything and very well rehearsed and so we had a lot of extra time like we were almost done 
we had two and a half two and a half weeks booked to record this album and by the end of like the first week you know getting into the second week we were already pretty close to being done so we were like well shit you know we're gonna have all kinds of extra time uh you know maybe we could and maybe we could jam like a new song or like another song or something and see what we can come up with and that song was actually the um sort of the product of that because like I had started just messing around with that chord progression at the beginning of recording and everything about the song it's like we they weren't like ideas that we were riffing on before going to record it was like all purely there in the studio and very spontaneous and we just all like I was playing with the chord progression one day and like the lead at the beginning and guys were like you know what is that I was like I don't know like like we should just work on that I was like yeah and so you know we were just thinking we jammed that out one day and then we decided that we wanted to just be really short and have that very abrupt heavy ending but um yeah we finished it and initially we were thinking like you know maybe we can like sit on this song and maybe we release it down the line as a single or something but then we were all so excited on it and we're like no we should put this on the album and we should put it towards the beginning because we all just felt that strongly about it and we think that it was really that last thing that the album really needed like the sort of very upbeat short spontaneous song that you know it's like with our album the manson family that's how uh our song surrounded by morons was it wasn't as last minute like in the studio but we wrote that song like right before we went to record the album versus every other song on the album which had been done for like months before I follow, and I definitely don't want to give too much commentary. A, because not, like yeah, like yeah. a hundred handful of people will have heard the record by the time this is out, and most of them probably don't yeah. listen to the podcast. But uh, I also get nervous because in my head, when I when you and I started tweeting back and forth to each other, in my head, I love that stupid. I love that video you made of you interviewing yourself, and in my head, I was like, I, I hate oh, yeah. interviews like this so much, and I can't talk to him and give him this interview. Oh yeah, no, totally. Like. <laughs> That's the thing. I don't know. I don't. I don't ever want to come off like, you know, like people can't approach me or, or talk to me like about you know just everyday stuff with that about being in a band and whatnot. But it's like when you see, like, I feel like it's just when when music journalism just devolves into that where it's just that over and over again. It's just like these stock questions and stock. You know, it's like okay, here's the same questionnaire uh with this band answering it this time it's like i think you know you got to have like your foundational sort of questions that everyone's wondering you know like updates on the album like what's what's information that people want to know about the album and whatever material band or an artist may be working on but you know gotta get more creative in in this day and age Absolutely. And I've told this story before on the podcast, but I, I remember having a conversation with Shane from Silverstein years ago where he was like t- having the same complaint because he said like every other interview is somebody that's like, so you picked up a guitar and then what? Like it's just, it starts with yeah. like, so tell me the entire story of the band. I have done no research and I only know your name. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, please fill in the blanks for me. Yes, here's the ad-libs yeah. version of an interview. And, and back when I used to do, uh, back when Warped Tour was a thing, 
and you would come into the press room in the morning and they would be like, here are all the bands that are coming in today. Who do you want to interview? And they would try to push you on bands that maybe you didn't come in to talk to and you'd end up just being like, all right, well, I guess I'm spending 10 minutes talking to Less Than Jake and I never planned on that and I haven't listened to Less Than Jake, but let me go ahead and ask them, you know, the most boilerplate of questions. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I really wanted to talk to you about how you do the marketing for the band and obviously I have, yeah, put, totally. I have probably put... I think I'm the second person who put the second most thought into how you market your band next to you yourself because I have talked about it yeah. so much in recent weeks, but it fascinates yeah. me. So no, I really, I really appreciate that. Like it means a lot. Well, it's something that obviously I'm kind of immersed in the world as well, and I, I see I follow people on Twitter all the time. But you're the first artist I can remember discovering solely because your tweets made me laugh so much and being yeah. like, I need yeah. to check this out. I remember showing the soundcheck one to my girlfriend and being like, look at this video. And we both, she lurks at a venue and we both cracked up and she was like, what do they sound like? And I was like, that is a good question. Um, yeah. let, me, let me go check this out. So let's find out. <laughs> have you seen a lot of that in response to like how you do these videos and stuff? Wait, wait, what, what do you mean? Like, like a general people being like, I discovered your band through Twitter, right? Or like this tweet made me check out your music. Oh yeah. 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 I like in sort of the immediate wake of me starting to do some videos more because the whole thing is I just like originally started doing it because like okay you know we did a tour we did the tour this uh past fall with drug church and gouge away and on that tour it's like whenever we go on tour we're like we kind of keep a really really tight crew and it's like most you know pretty much every time we've gone on tour it's just been the four of us we don't bring like a merch person or a photographer or anything and uh i mean a lot of that just stems from personal comfort because like you know we all like to have our own uh you know it's like we'll be like driver shotgun seat and then two rows so it's like we are all spread out and we're like very spoiled with having a good amount of space in the van so like you know we're like you know if we can if we can swing just doing this on our own we'll just do that and like but i mean you know we've had people come with us before and and but most of the times we just run like a really tight crew. And so, um, but because of that, it's like, we don't, you know, when a band brings like a photographer or something, it's like, they'll have photos to post every single day. And it's like, you know, we've been there before and it's, it's cool to have that content and everything. But, you know, at a certain point, it's like when you're not bringing a photographer, you're not bringing someone, you know, to do merch who could like snap a couple uh, pictures when you're playing. It's like, you get, you still got to have something to post and you know if people aren't tagging you, you sometimes i'll just go and like steal a picture that someone took of us while we were playing and post it but um but i mean you know at a certain point you're like you know you got to stay consistent with being able to post stuff especially while you're on tour because it's like you don't want to just go on tour and then not you know just fall off and like there's been people that uh you know post something and then they're like I didn't know you guys were in town tonight. Sweet, you know, I'll be there. So it's like it really helps sometimes. It makes a difference. But um, the whole reason I started doing the videos is because of exactly that. It's like you know we were on this tour. We didn't bring a photographer or merch person. And I was like, you know, I gotta post something. And I was like, I'm just, I actually kind of it took inspiration from a friend of mine. He doesn't he doesn't even really know because I haven't talked to him about it. But he would post these really funny. His name's Travis, um, Travi B. And he would post these really funny videos, or he still does. He posts these really funny videos on his, just on his Instagram story. And he's like, um, 
his sort of thing is that he's like obsessed with Arby's and he just loves Arby's has this deep passionate love for Arby's and so he'll post these videos when he's going to Arby's just like super hyped and he's just like talking really loudly just how pumped he is and I love it I love everything about it and uh so I was seeing those I'm like you know damn this is really funny I am all about this like it's I don't know it was just something about him just being in his car talking to his talking to his phone camera just being like yo I'm at Arby's right now I'm super pumped like I I thought it was just really funny I was like I kind of wanted to it sort of inspired me to be like, you know, I should do something sort of in uh, the video sense. Cause I was like, I thought that was like, um, just really funny and attention getting. And so I was like, okay, you know, I'll see what I can do with that sort of format, I guess. And when we were on that tour, I was just making sort of daily update videos being like, you know, we're playing here. Um, just the basic information, you know, we're like, we're playing here, uh, time doors are at be there and and so just kind of like started started there just with like having stuff to post while we were on that tour and then towards the end of it like the last or the second to last day of it was in Cleveland and that was the one that I made the sound check video for and so like and that one was like the first one that really I feel like got like a lot of attention and so um you know from there I was like well these videos went over well on this tour and the soundtrack one especially went really well. So, you know, I'll just sort of try and keep going with this and see if I can come up with any other ideas, uh, in sort of this winter downtime for us. Cause it's like, you know, we did that and then we were just laying low for a bit, but I didn't want to like, be like, all right, later 2018, I'm going to hibernate and, not be on the internet at all until our record drops in the spring it's like i still want to be engaging online and stuff and like hype up our record and whatnot but um was uh yeah so like but the the other thing though with that is like i always kind of got to try and find a balance of like making stuff and making content that is like per- pertaining to the band and the music and isn't just like random stuff that like a random funny video that has nothing to do with the music you know what i mean it's like i always want you were saying one of your videos in the video about my videos um you're saying it's like you know we're not i'm not trying to like sell anyone on anything but it's like also you know i don't want it to just be like unrelated uh just like a meme video it's like you know it's like i still always try to have it be like loosely related to the band or the music just to kind of like bring it back there but like it's not like i'm like all right you know buy our album right now and um really it's just been kind of about like finding a way to navigate that space of like being engaging and funny and not trying to seem like it's a commercial but also still making something that's like Act actively promoting the band and getting people interested in checking it out and whatnot. Yeah, and I, and I feel yeah. I feel like you really nailed that, especially with the clip for uh, with the doctor kind of telling you that your album is so sick and it has to be delayed until yeah. the spring. Like 
it, it sold me on the idea of the album without being like buy this thing. And I feel like, that, like you said, there is this weird, very small space that you have found a way to kind of navigate with your videos where it's like, there's this thing and you should, you know, invest, be invested in it in some way. But I'm not going to just tell you to invest in it. You're, you're like, I was, yeah. it's, it's out there. Like I, I look forward to the day that you have something like a merch sale because I think the idea of what you will come up with is that entertaining to me. Yeah. Yeah, if, if I miss a few days, I find myself scrolling to be like, has he posted something new and silly? Because I want to know what's going on in this right. world. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've been kind of laying low a little bit just with like, you know, with this weather and everything and just like, I don't know, you know, it, above all else with, with making these videos and everything and generating content, if you will, it's like, for me, it's just got to, you know, I can't force it. Can't. It's got to be fun. It's got to be... I don't want to be doing it like making something and being like, man, this is so stupid. Why am I doing this? It's like, I gotta, I gotta keep it real as they say. I love it. I love it. And yeah. with that in mind, I want to talk about the other thing you've been doing and you, I mentioned this in the video, not knowing you're working on it, but you have kind of started like a physical fan club in the world where you're you just mailing yeah, a bunch yeah. of people pins. So let's, before we get to that, I think we have to address the baby carrot thing. So like, where does that come right. from? Well, so, like, originally, the idea sort of started, it's like, in our band uh, group chat, uh, we would just, every now and then, kind of greet each other in various ways, you know, it's like, be like, what's up, you cowards, like, are we, are we having practice today, just something like that, and then we would just, like, go off of just these sort of whatever greetings we would come up with. Uh, eventually, I don't even know who really said it first, but, um, but baby carrots became, became one of the greetings were like, what's up you baby carrots or what's up my baby carrots. And so that just kind of, you know, initially started as just like an inside joke, sort of like, um, you know, greeting, if you will. And, uh, and from there, you know, just eventually one day I, took it to Twitter and I was like, what's up, my baby carrots just posted that. And then some people really took a liking to it. And uh, from there, people would just kind of start tagging us. And if they saw something that was like, had a carrot or someone was posting anything that was like loosely uh, related to, or like containing a carrot, people started tagging us. And so, you know, naturally it's like kind of, play it up and play into it a bit and we just kept rolling with that but that's really just kind of where it started at and so um it it became a thing as they say and uh from there you know when we were on tour in the summer there were some shows where people were like bringing carrots to our shows and giving to us and that was cool and like one of our shows in uh indianapolis Someone brought us like a two, I think it was like a two, no, it, it, I think it was like a, it was either like a two or a five pound bag of carrots and like the full size carrots. And I was like, oh, hell yeah. Like the thing is like, we all actually, like we're all vegetarian and vegan. We like carrots. You know I mean? Like we, it's not like, it's just it's some joke. We're like, oh no, we actually don't like this. Like, you know, we're, we, we, uh, are about that so if someone brings us carrots like we're stoked but um but so 
we were we had this huge bag of adult carrots and during our set um someone threw one on stage and i you know i like picked it up this is like during a song like i picked it up and took a bite out of it and then just like whipped it into the crowd and uh i actually hit someone in the face with it and he is this um this kid came to talk to me after it, like at our merch table and everything. He's like, you hit me in the face with a carrot. I'm like, Oh, I'm sorry. You know, just for the moment, <laughs> you know, I'm like my bad. And, uh, and it was like, no, it was all good. It's all good. Like I thought it was sweet, but yeah, you, you like you hit me in the face with this carrot. And like, since then, you know, it's like, we've become friends and talk quite a bit online and everything. And, you know, whenever we're in Indianapolis, like we, uh, we've established a friendship through this, uh, through me <laughs> like chucking a carrot and hitting him in the face with it. Amazing. And, uh, so yeah, it really just kind of started there with this sort of inside internet joke and, uh, and kind of snowballed from there where then this Facebook group got, the Facebook group was, was made. And the thing is, I didn't even make the Facebook group. It like popped up, and you know, I uh, I saw it, and I was like, "Oh, this is cool." And I like posted, you know, I was like, I saw it, and I was like, "This is cool. I like this." That was it. And then I got added to the group and made an admin. I was like, "Oh, okay," you know. And there wasn't like that many people in it to begin with, because it was just kind of like just general heart attack man memes stuff like that and it was you know it's possibly the most niche thing on the internet but um but so really it's just the group started there and has since just gained, gained a lot of traction since like a lot of people have joined and you know it's pretty uh pretty frequent activity and everything people posting and whatnot and yeah from from there i was like okay well this is kind of like obviously we have like all of our social social media uh platforms and whatnot and you have the people that follow those but this is kind of like the more like condensed the people that are like super down with us and people that really like i don't know the the people that go beyond just liking us on our socials it's like this is like the private facebook group that you're in and so like um and so from there i was like okay well i kind of want to I've always thought it'd be cool to have some kind of uh, like a mailing list or like a, I don't know, growing up and when I first started going to shows and everything, it's like I was involved in a couple online forums and there was, you know, I grew up going to like punk and hardcore shows and stuff. And in Cleveland, there was this, there's this hardcore forum. And a lot of the times it just, it just descended into shit talking and nonsense and, and drama. But like, even at that, having something like that growing up going to these shows and being on this message board it's like that kind of made me feel like the slightest bit more involved or invested in you know in music and all that because I was like okay this is like be below the surface of just listening to this music and and going to shows whenever it's like I was like meeting people and then like talking to these people on these forums and stuff and we were all just just general bullshit and just talking about whatever but it's like 
that sort of community that transcended just being in the same physical space as these people every now and then. And uh, for, for me, like thinking about that now, because that was like, you know, in high school for me, thinking back on that now, even though there's, you know, some drama and shit talking and whatnot, it's like, it was still, I think a positive thing for me growing up in that, this is a crazy, crazy scene. Like it was very, very wild. The shows were just absolute chaos. But like, I think back fondly on those days and think it was still a very positive thing for me. And having that outlet of a message board was, you know, it made it that much more special to me. So I was like, I want to like, with this, I was like, you know, I feel like we have the potential to, for something special here where it's like a lot of bands, you know, love their fan base and everything. People that are like so passionate about the band and the music and just everything about it. They're just so engrossed in this band. And, you know, I feel like a lot of bands most of the time wouldn't, you know, they're like, oh, okay, cool, whatever. You know, they don't really care. And it's not like a malicious, like, fuck you or anything like that. It's not, it's not like they're like, oh, we hate our fans, but it's like, they just, they just don't really uh, go any, any further with it. it. It's like, I don't know. I, I actually, I really care. I really appreciate the fact that people care about us and that this type of group exists in the first place and that people are so into us. Like, I really appreciate that. Cause it's like, you know, growing up there are bands that I loved and was like super into and invested in and like knew everything about and was just, you know, like a super fan of. And it's like, if, if like for us to have anything even remotely close to that and have like this sort of online community of people that are really into us and just an overall positive and involved space, I think that's amazing. It's like, I want to like go beyond just having that and kind of watching it. It's like, I want to be engaging with it. I, I, you know, when we go on tour, it's like, I, like I said about us sort of running a tight ship, it's like, I'll do merch for us. And I really, I genuinely like doing that. I have my system. I like staying organized and, and interacting with people and uh, just getting to know people more. It's like, I don't know. I'm really grateful for everything we have. And I like to, uh, I really just like to get to know the people that like us. Cause it's, it just makes me feel sort of just like less alone and sort of more involved in everything. Well, that's beautiful, man. And, and I feel like yeah. based on what I've seen online, that that community is growing. And I think maybe there's some people that are hopping on the bandwagon because they see the baby carrot gang stuff that you sent out and people, obviously people love free stuff and want to be involved. But more importantly, like between the videos and everything like you have such a hands-on approach to your marketing. And it's funny because you and I had an interaction about who was doing your PR a while back. And I had this thought where I was oh, like, yeah, yeah. I'm the only person that needs like, there are going to be writers that want to reach out to you, but you're so personable that you can just hit you up on Twitter and you'll be like, Oh, here's my information. Like it's, yeah, it's fun to see that. And I, it's interesting how you've found a way to balance your time between, you know, working on the band and doing this aspect of it. And it doesn't seem to ever get to you or weigh on you and you are yeah, consistent. No, it, it, <laughs> yeah. No, it's really, it really, I've just kind of made it like, I don't know, every day I'm thinking about stuff. It's, it's, I do this because it's like, I don't know, I am passionate about it as, as like cliche as it may sound, you know, when people say like, uh, you know, you don't work a day in your life if you're doing what you love and everything. It's like, I, 
really do. It's, it's just like, I think about heart attack man all the time. I'm thinking about things to do, ways to just sort of make things exciting for, you know, our fans and me personally, it's like, I like to have fun with it. And it's like, I don't, not a day goes by. I don't think about stuff for the band and everything. Cause it's just like, it's what I'm passionate about. And it's like, I've been playing music in bands like much longer than heart attack, man. But it's like, that's music is the one thing that I've remained consistently passionate about and focused on. I played like my, my first show ever when I was 13, I'm 25 now. And since I played my first show at 13, it's like ever since then, I've always been involved in at least one band consistently. Like there hasn't been a time since then where I haven't been involved with something musically. And it's like, we were all, we've always been, you know, writing or like recording something or we had a show coming up. It's like, we've always been like in motion. And for me now, it's like, I just, I'm always wanting to stay in motion with things, stay busy. Like don't, lose focus and you know keep thinking of ideas and just making it you know making it uh making it just very involved and it's like what i'm actually passionate about well that's wonderful to hear man and you guys i i heard in the root in the you know in the rumor mill of things that you guys have a tour coming up this spring that you haven't announced yet do you know when that's gonna roll out yeah wait when we're announcing the tour yeah yeah i think uh Word on the street, no, not word on the street. Word that, word uh, from my email. The we're looking at um, an announcement next week. I've been told, um, and the tour will be like around when our album's coming out. So it's like it's timed out nicely to where it's like, okay, you know, we want to put out the record at this time. And cool, you know, we got this tour that we're uh, this tour that we're sorting out, getting ready to announce. It's like I'm happy with how things are coming together in that aspect. But yeah, next week we're looking at the announcement for that. So it seems like once we get to, I guess March, you have basically 28 more days of kind of quiet tameness, and then everything gets real busy. Wait, what was that? I said, so basically you have 28 more days or all of February and then things get real crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, things are kind of, things are kind of not like, not hectic in a bad way, but like, I feel like every day I'm like working on something lately just because, you know, we're doing this music video next weekend and sorting out everything with the artwork and singles and everything. It's like, cause you know, at the label, it's like, they got to submit, uh, they got to submit stuff to streaming uh, platforms. You know, they got to submit like weeks in advance, and uh, so getting all that sorted out now, so making making um, sort of paving the way for like an easier rollout with the album. It's like you know we're we're pretty busy now, but I mean yeah, that's only going to get like uh, busier as the album actually comes out. But I mean right now it's like you know it's we're we're still actively working on things, but it's like kind of all the behind the scenes stuff. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing the album art. I've, it's it's weird to hear a record but not know what the album art looks like. And oh I, yeah, yeah. I, I'm anticipating it. I'm sure it'll be something yeah. clever. I'm very, I am very 
very excited about it. And I don't know, it just, I had like an, an initial idea that I was, that I was working on that I had felt, um, I felt really good about. And like, I thought of this idea, but it was like, I thought of it before we had recorded the album and looking back on that now, I, I feel like I shouldn't have taken that approach where I was like sort of thinking of an album, the artwork for an album before we actually recorded it. But, um, so I had this like general idea and then, um, was rolling with that for a while. And then we went to actually record the album. And then after that, um, when we were recording, I had like this, I really, really don't, truly don't know what uh what brought this on but like when we were recording uh the day that we were recording out for blood actually the second single it's like the day that we were recording that i felt like i had this weird like out of body experience and i don't know what brought it on because i don't i don't like do drugs or anything but like i had this weird out of body experience and just felt completely i don't know like this feeling that I'd never felt before for like a couple hours that day and kind of indescribable, but just like, I guess if anything, I just felt like really at peace with myself. And I was like, okay, I feel really good about what we're working on. But then very, like very shortly after that experience, I had this dream that I was working on the album art. If you need any uh, evidence of how invested in all the sand, but I had this dream that I was like, working on the album art, working on the idea that I had been working with. And in my dream, I finished the album art and then looked at it and just wasn't totally happy with it. So then I woke up from that and I was like, you know, if I'm having dreams like where I'm kind of second guessing this idea, I feel like I should, you know, maybe, maybe not completely scrap it, but at least consider uh, maybe doing something else and kind of thinking of different ideas so from there, it's like, you know, it also helped to have the album recorded after the fact and like thinking about having the album done and recorded and being able to listen to it. It was a lot easier for me to come up with like an album art idea that I felt um, much more felt like represented what, the record that we had more accurately rather than thinking about um, having an album that or like album art that represents what I think the album's going to sound like, or the idea of our album, you know, it's like, I think having the album and then working on the album art, um, it kind of made it a lot easier to come up with something that was like, that I felt accurately, uh, portrayed and reflected like the general sentiment of the album itself. So, huh? No, that makes sense to me, man. And it's it's good to hear your process on this because I think a lot of people who discover your band, especially in other artists that I've talked to who know of your group now, I, I've I've talked to a surprising number that are like, I wish we could figure out how to do things like Heart Attack, man. And I'm like, Oh, really? Yeah. So you should feel good about that. And uh, and uh, I, I'm on this weird run I, of. I kind of I I kind of have like no idea where we stand. Like, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I don't know. I just I feel like I I don't. You know, as uh, kind of observant as I am about a lot of things and as, like, I will focus on a lot of certain things, it's, like, one thing that I can never really kind of um, sort of accurately pinpoint is kind of, like, where we stand or, like, anything like that. You know, I'm, like, I don't know. I just, I just kind of, like, we, we just do our thing and, like, don't, 
I don't, hearing that, I'm like, I don't know, uh, I don't think about, like, okay, you know, does this band know who we are or anything? It's like, I don't know, hearing that, I'm like, oh, okay, that's interesting. Like, I, but I mean, I'll, I'll, like, listen to, uh, new bands, like, yeah, I, I'm always listening to new stuff, and it's, like, interesting if, uh, if I ever, if I ever have, like, come across someone that has known who we are, it's, like, it's interesting to me, you know? I get that. I think, well, like, and you, you've said this yourself, the thing is, is when people say things like that to me, I'm like, you can't really do what you do because they're not you, and the thing that makes what you're doing marketing-wise and getting your band name out there, it's so clearly an original thought from your brain that you can't really duplicate that idea. It's not like a marketing plan in a way where it's like, well, you, like in the Super Bowl ads right now, the big thing is like, get a celebrity to reprise their famous movie role and then sell beer or something like that. Yeah. That you can duplicate. What you do, it's like now. Nah, if anyone else did it, it'd be like that's he's doing he's doing the heart attack man thing, and it's it's just different. Yeah. <laughs> so they have to find their that's own cool. lane. That's cool to hear. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, last 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 thing, and just to clear this up for people, I asked you this before we started, but I feel like we ought to bring it all the way full circle because every time I tweet about you guys, and even when I made the video. Uh, people can find a video on YouTube about how Heart Attack Man does their marketing for people listening at home. I got somebody that emailed me and said, I, you're wrong, his name is Derek. And I was like, I don't <laughs> I don't think it is. So do you know where that comes from? What, where, like... The, mis- the, the confusion. Derek yeah, thing? Derek versus Eric. Well, I mean, I think a lot of people are confused because my name on Facebook is Derek Vegan. But, um, but my, I mean... My my birth name is Eric Egan, but it's just kind of like I originally had started going by Derek online. I don't know. I think just out of this, like I've always like I've had I've always had my name on Facebook and stuff. I've always kind of had it a little bit off to where it's like you know I'll I'll spell Eric incorrectly or something like that, like different from how it is on my birth certificate. It's like it, um, I've always kind of done that. I don't know why exactly, but I've just always kind of deliberately, uh, had it be like sort of misleading or misspelled or something. And from that, um, yeah, I mean like my name on Facebook is Derek Deegan. My name on Instagram is Derek Deegan, but on Instagram, it also says Eric Deegan. But, uh, from the whole reason Derek Derek Deegan started is because like it was just a friend of mine. I don't know what made him start doing it, but he would just like he just started calling me that one day, and then a couple other of my friends like took a liking to it. So they, it just I don't know. It's just they just started calling me that one day, and I liked it, and then uh, just kind of stuck from there in a way, but. Yeah, I mean, my name, my name is Eric, but I do respond to Derek, and uh, I don't know, you know, there's plenty of people I meet at shows or something, they'll be like, Derek, I'll be like, what's up? You know, it's like, I I don't know, if you, it's not like I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? My name's Derek. <laughs> it's like, I, my, name, my name is Derek in, you know, some places online, so I don't know, I, I still respond to that. I always just assumed uh, that... Derek was the other guy in any video where you're talking to yourself. It's Eric and Derek (laughs) together. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's a little, a little bit has kind of, uh, it's been kind of a development where, yeah, I mean, I I feel like naturally 
I've kind of uh, had it snowball into that a little bit. Maybe, you know, 2019, I'll, I'll develop Derek more as a character. I love it. Like a mini series. Yeah. Yeah. Like heighten the dynamic between Eric and Derek. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. Who knows? Who we'll, knows? we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> All right, man. Well, I really appreciated you taking this much time to talk to me today. I actually had, yeah, yeah, um, of course. I had shortly from triple crown on the show last week. And so I guess I'm just in a triple yeah, crown yeah, run right now. I've seen you post about that. Mm, she's, she's wonderful. A world different yeah. from you guys for anyone that hasn't checked her out yet, but that's, yeah. that's the beautiful thing about Fred and the whole Triple Crown family. Oh, yeah. Definitely. But I, I want to let you get back to your day. I know you got a busy weekend ahead, but real quick, where can people find you guys online? Because I don't want to get your social handles wrong. I know it's different on Instagram and Twitter and everything. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's I think, uh, one of our weaknesses that our, our, our social media uh, platforms are, like, all kind of different. Um, so... On Instagram, we're Heart Attack Mon, like M O N. It's like Heart Attack Man was taken. So we're Heart Attack Mon on Instagram. And then on Twitter, we're Heart Attack Main, like Gucci Main. But uh, yeah, so Heart Attack M A N E. And then on Facebook, we're just, I don't know, we're just Heart Attack Man. But yeah, the, the two different ones on. Instagram and uh, and Twitter. And then what do you? What is the name of that Facebook group? I'm in that Facebook group too. I can't think of it right now, but it is fun and people yeah. that like you should hop in there. Yeah, the the Facebook group is called Heart Attack Man's Baby Carrot Posting. Mm, there you go, and it's good. Yeah, it's real fun. Yeah, no, I, I'm I'm really liking the direction it's going, and the uh, the mailing list has been super fun. It's been the uh, the most recent send out I did of, of pins and letters and stuff like that was uh it was a lot of fun to like, you know it was kind of overwhelming just because so many people had signed up at first it's a lot more than I had anticipated but um I was really excited about that it's like a good problem to have um but I'm just really really uh stoked that so many people are excited about that and actually give a shit about wanting to receive mail from us so that was uh a lot of fun to send all that out and I'm getting, you know, I've been kind of thinking of ideas for, um, you know, another mail send out when, uh, when the album comes out, like a little bit before or after something. So really looking forward to that as well. All right, man. Well, I'm going to let you get on with everything, but thank you so much for taking the time to talk yeah. to me and hang out. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I believe that, that as of yet unannounced tour is wrapping through my area. So hopefully we'll get to hang out in May sometime. And until yeah, then, that'd be great. Until then we'll just keep tweeting at each other. For sure. All right, man. Have <laughs> a great, good, man. have a good day. Yeah, you too. Yep. Bye. -bye. Bye.